Holy Spirit gets misunderstood yeah. uh, a lot. And people think the Holy Spirit is a doctrine that you get to choose or not choose to believe. Right. Or the Holy Spirit is this thing, or a lot of people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. And I think when people re- recognize that the Holy Spirit is a person, yeah, the person of the Trinity, has a voice, he speaks, he listens, he mm-hmm. hears, and we understand that he's God himself, then we we start to understand the personal nature of all of it right. and recognize that he does give us power. He does give us strength. We believe that there is always more to God's Word and that if we dig a little deeper, we will find truth that will take us on a journey of amazing life change, a life of deeper hope, deeper truth, and deeper grace. Let's jump right in. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Deeper Grace Podcast. My name is Graham. And I get the honor every week to be the host of this thing. And the last couple weeks, we've had some special, special guests. They're pastors here, but we just, they, they're not normally on the uh, podcast, but this week we get to have the one and only P-Dub, Pastor Wayne Murray in the seat. What's going on, Pastor Wayne? Hey, good to see you, Graham. I'm glad to be back in the seat because it's been a few weeks. It has. Yeah. It's been, they've got a different voice though. You know, the last couple, now they appreciate yours more because... Pastor Matthias is Swedish, and he has an accent that's worse than mine, if you can believe that. Yeah. Uh, no, it was good. He did a good job. I'm sure. And so did Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim did a good job, too. Yeah, great. So uh, we're, uh, you're back. Shout, hold on. Shout out to both of those gentlemen because uh, they stepped they in did. and pinch hit for me because I tested positive on a Saturday, and I reached out to Matthias the day before. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to be there. And he did great. He and did. then, you know, I was ready to get back in the saddle the next week. And I was feeling great, feeling fine. Quarantine was over, all of that. And then Saturday night before, spiked a low-grade fever, Amen. just enough to it's like, you know, it'd be smart for me not to go. Right. And so Pastor Tim stepped in. And so, again, great, great, great job, they both did. of them. And God's given us a great team. Little preparation and just ready to go. Yeah. That's why we do Thursday rehearsals, so we're all on the same page, right? We, we do. That's a good job. We do. I thought they did good, uh, and we got to recap, and they got uh, Pastor Tim's first time being on the podcast was really? last week. Yeah, yeah, because I think when he last time he spoke, we were doing the summer break, so he didn't have one, mm. and so he was first time for him. He's like, "What?" He was like, "What do we do? <laughs> we, we talk. We just chat." And yeah, he was like, "Oh, I can do that," and I was like, "I know." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that was beneficial for you guys. But this week. Uh, we and this last several weeks we've been doing a study on the names of God, the names of the Father, the Son, and then we started off this last Sunday, uh, this uh, the Holy Spirit. Right. And I was telling you before we started, he's my favorite person of the Trinity to study, if I can have a favorite, just because he's so uh, wildly misinterpreted. Right. Um, so first of all, give us a give us a breakdown, a summary. What did we talk about and, uh, and the why? why? Why was this message so important? Leading up to 21 days of prayer uh, for the year in January, like we always do, I felt like the Lord led me uh, to really have a type of a worship approach, which is, uh, you know, knowing God better. And so actually Revelation came to me at a young adult's Christmas thing at my house because uh, they asked me to share a message and, and I'd been thinking about the names of God and all of that. And I thought, 
you know what? The more people know my names, the better they know me, the more personal it is. And so, you know, because I went through that whole spiel, Wayne, Earl Wayne, Pastor Wayne. Right. You know, if you knew me in college, my nickname was Train because I couldn't get around the bases as fast. So I had to hit the ball a mile in softball, you know. Anyway, but but and then I'm like, that's the more I know the names of God, uh, the better I'm going to know him personally. And so so we've really been focusing on the names of God in our prayer services and in, in, in the Sunday messages. And so this past Sunday, we focused on who is the Holy Spirit? What are his names? Yeah. Because his names describe his character, his qualities, uh, his role in our lives. And, right. and of course, we talked about the Holy Spirit is the breath of life, uh, which is amazing to think about. The Holy Spirit is our counselor, our advocate, our comforter. And uh, the more we know the Holy Spirit, the better it is it's going to be for us yeah. living a spirit-filled life. I agree. Um, and that's why I loved it so much. And I, and I remember telling you in the sermon rehearsal on Thursday that I loved the names you picked. Because mm. um, there's, like you said, there's tons of them. Yeah. Um, but I thought the ones you picked were really not only good for the season of life, I think, that most people are in, but because they point to the, they point to who he is very well. Like Breath of Life, right? Let's talk about that one for a minute. Okay. I loved Breath of Life. I've always loved that one. In fact, and the reason I do, and, and for those of you guys who are listening, there's a book called Fresh Air by Chris Hodges. It's a great book on this concept of who the Holy Spirit is. Mm-hmm. When I read that book years ago, it changed my whole perspective on the role, one of the roles of of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which makes sense to what you, so it's like when you said what you said about the more names we know, the more we know, the better we know them immediately that's what clicked in my head because I hadn't known the Holy Spirit as this breath of fresh air mm-hmm. uh, I, I, or the breath of life. I didn't know that, know him like that. And so the minute I did, though, my relationship with him changed. Right. So talk about that, this idea of what does that mean for him to be the breath of life in somebody's it starts, life? It starts out in Genesis. You know, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. The breath of God breathed into Adam he became a living being. Yeah. Job says he holds our breath in his hands. So every person who's alive and breathing is 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 breathing because of the Holy Spirit. He is the breath of life. Right. And so, uh, you know, and then you move to the New Testament where Jesus breathed on his disciples and they and they the Bible says he received the Holy Spirit. Right. So, and then Acts chapter two, the the when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, what was it represented by? A blowing, violent wind. Wow. So the idea is that when when we get saved, the breath of life does for us spiritually what uh, God did for Adam right. physically. Right. So Adam was nothing. He was a piece of dirt. He was dead. There's no life. The Holy Spirit breathed life into him. He became a living being. Right. So before we're saved, we our spirit man is like that. We're, yeah. We're dead. We're a lump of clay. We're nothing. And so when we get saved, it's new life. The Holy right. Spirit breathes on us, and we get salvation. So and uh, and then uh, of course you add acts to that, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, more life, right. more breath, more right. wind. And so uh, it's a great picture of what it means to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because. He is a breath of fresh air. He, yeah. you know, breath is life. And so the more I develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, the more his breath, right. you know, I, I use an illustration on Sunday where the more oxygen, the more I breathe in, the deeper I breathe in, the more oxygen is released through my body. 
which makes me stronger, healthier in every way. Yes. So guess what? The more I interact and uh, with the Holy Spirit, it has, a sa- it has the same effect that oxygen has on my physical body. Right. Having a deeper relationship has that same effect on my spiritual man. Right. It just makes everything stronger, better, healthier. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And you were telling us in the... Uh, in the rehearsal, how it's kind of the thing now, breathing oh, yeah. in the fitness world, yeah. and getting healthy. Talk, breath. Ab- talk about that for a second. Um, so it's funny is I had a coach uh, who coached CrossFit and he had a tattoo on his arm that said breathe. And I always thought that was funny. I said, why do you have that there? And he said, because if you don't breathe, you can't be strong. If you don't breathe, you can't last. If you don't breathe, you'll never get through the workout. So some, when you're bent over and you can't breathe and you can't, or you're, you're not making it and it's getting hard, he says, I can you know, I'm bent over. I look down and there it is breathe. And I remember that's the only way I'm going to make it. And so the concept in in the world of sport is that the more oxygen you get into your, the the greater your lung capacity, the more oxygen you can get and the more oxygen you can get, the longer that you can last, but not even just the longer you last in long workouts, but the more force you can even push through to lift heavy weights. So it's this new, it's not new, but it's this newly revisited holistic concept of it's not enough to just be strong. You have to know how to, to breathe. And it's, and it's more than just taking a breath in. There's all of these patterns. And, um, I was listening to a CrossFit coach on a podcast. He uh, runs and coaches like the top people. He has his top games level, top of the world people one of their sessions each day in the gym is to simply sit Hmm. and practice different breathing techniques because it calms the mind and it takes anxiety. It's like this whole thing. And it's a whole new age thing. Um, I think if mixed up, it can be not good for us if we replace those two. But when you said that the connection is it's the same spiritually. Yeah. Right. If you try to get through life, even though you love Jesus and you don't have the relationship with the breath of life and the Holy spirit, you're never, never, you will never be as strong as you can be, or your ability to endure will never be as much as it, it or as it could be. And that's why, and that's why the challenge from Sunday was develop a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, on purpose, intentionally, address the Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. because He's your friend. Yeah. And the more I develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit through prayer, through worship, through seeking Him, through listening to Him, the better it is for me. Yeah. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. And then, and it is that intentional, right? You don't just accidentally get good at having a relationship with right. the Holy Spirit. Well, and because I mean, you said it earlier, the Holy Spirit gets misunderstood, yeah, uh, a lot. And people think the Holy Spirit is a doctrine that you get to choose or not choose to believe, right? Or the Holy Spirit is this thing, or a lot of people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. And I think when people re- recognize that the Holy Spirit is a person, yeah. The person of the Trinity has a voice. He speaks. He listens. He mm-hmm. hears. And we understand that he's God himself. Then we un- we start to understand the personal nature of all of it right. and recognize that he does give us power. He does give us strength. Yeah. The Holy Spirit does give you know, counsel. Right. He does give comfort. He does give us all those things because that's who he is. Right. And it's funny you say it like that, and now that we're thinking about it, I love that you you bring him in as the breath of life because his ability to ad- advocate for you and to comfort you and all the other names come from this is initial aspect of he's your breath of life. Right. 
Um, because in the physical, I love how God designs. I was reading today in Corinthians how he talked about the different members of the body and how if one goes away, it won't work. And it's just, you know, or how we like, you know, we're, we honor the, the weaker parts and this, and this whole thing. And uh, it's just, I love how the, it correlates spiritually and physically, how God has done that. Yeah. Same with our body is the more breath we have, the calmer we are, we get the comfort. And there's, it's just all these things that come as a byproduct. Now, I love, I love this topic and I love the, the take it deeper part, right? And you mentioned it a little bit in the sermon, uh, the the Greek and the Hebrew names mm-hmm. for wind, breath, and spirit, and they're all the same. And so this is for you guys who are Bible nerds and want to take it deeper. The reason we know wind and breath and spirit and all those things are the same is because they are the same two words, right? Right. In yeah. the Old Testament, the word is ruach, R-U-A-C-H. And so in Genesis 1, the, the ruach hovered over the face of the earth. Yep. And, you know, the spirit breathed into Adam, the Ruach, Ezekiel 37, when uh, uh, Ezekiel prophesied to the Valley of Dry Bones, you know, uh, it was the breath of God, the Ruach of God that made the bones live. And so it's the same thing in the New Testament, except the word is pneuma, which, you know, if you're going to study the Holy Spirit, it's called pneumatology. And so that's the doctrine doctrine of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, Jesus breathed on the disciples. It was pneuma. pneuma. You know, Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came violent, uh, uh, in a rushing mighty wind. Pneuma. Yep. Same word. Breath, wind, air, life. And of course, the Old Testament was written primarily in Hebrew. New Testament written pro- primarily in Greek. Yeah. So the two different words, but they're the same meaning because it's the same person. Yeah. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's good. Yeah. Love it. Don't you love it when you take it deeper like that? Yeah, it's I do. incredible. It's yeah. the best part. But I, I love the I love the idea of the story of the Holy Spirit is from it didn't just start in Acts chapter two. He's been there the whole From the time, beginning. Front to back. Yeah. Right. And so that's like you go into the pick and choose doctrine I can have, doctrine I can't, but he's he's been there from the beginning. He's right. part of creation. He's been active in in the lives of people since the beginning, and today he is definitely active in the lives of believers. And think about if you're the devil, what would you want to mess people up about? You'd want to mess them up in their understanding of the Holy Spirit, hundred percent, because you wouldn't want them to experience the power that He gives, the life that He gives, the counsel that He gives. So let's just make everybody divided over the Holy Spirit or make them afraid of the Holy Spirit or think that the Holy Spirit is weird. Yeah. I like to tell people the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird, but the Holy Spirit is not weird. (laughs) A lot of things get get blamed on being Pentecostal or quote, quote unquote Pentecostal when it's really just about people's preferences and styles. Right. The Holy Spirit is God. Yeah. If you, if if you love God, welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And by not, you're, you're, Saying no, I'm, I'm don't need that part of God. Yeah, but he's. I love that. I love the the benefit. And I thought that was what that was what really stuck out to me in in this message. And really, what I love about these these kinds of Holy Spirit messages, the ones that are correct biblically, like this one was, is they show people the benefits of why you need Him in your life, right? Because it bypasses the weird and the and we didn't you know we didn't talk about that on purpose because there's no need because we're going to talk about who He actually is. Right. And I think if it were, you know, for me, it was the, you're leaving that going, oh yeah, yeah, I, I need him, in, I need more of him in my life. Yeah. And so that I thought it was really good in that regard that you did a great job 
not making him he's attractive all by himself when you get to find out who he actually is Mm -hmm. but presenting what he really does and who he really is sure it's like it's like if i were introducing you to one of my friends but they don't know you right i would say this is graham uh he is on our team as uh the pastor of students his wife is amy he's got he's got four kids yep you know and the more I introduce you, I would say he's an Alabama fan, but we'll forgive, <laughs> we'll forgive him for that. You know, we'll have to kind of kind of overlook that kind of stuff. You know, he's a CrossFit guy. You know, he, he loves Jesus. His story is amazing. The more I talk about you to them, the more they know you. Yeah. Right? It's good. And so that's what I'm doing as a pastor. I'm trying to talk to people about the Holy Spirit. But if I were, if I were to take that same friend that I was introducing you two and gave you guys time to talk you'd find out even more oh yeah and that person would be even closer to you that's, that's what we want that's good. we want people to have their own relationship with the holy spirit have your own conversation with the holy spirit right don't just let me tell you about him right uh get to know him yourself that's a i like that i like that illustration that's really good because how many how many of us feel a certain way about somebody until we sit down and get to know them? Right, and then we usually find out everything we thought. Because you had preconceived wrong. ideas, right? Just like the Holy Spirit, people have preconceived ideas, so we just need to get to know them. That's right. It's like I met um, Jacob Phillips. He's a member of our church. He's a credible guy. I like him a lot, except he wears Auburn gear. And when I saw him in Auburn gear initially, which is our rival at Alabama, I was like, "Who is this guy? What what's he doing up here in Indiana?" Yeah. But then when I got to know him. He's awesome. Yeah. He's a great guy. Uh, but it's the, it's, that was a joke. Obviously, I did not like him. But, you know, sure. you have ideas. You're going, you, yeah. you want to know what, is he from Auburn? Why does he, you know, you start yeah. thinking all these things. I, I, I do that him. when I see people wearing Cubs jerseys in yeah. my church. I'm like, hey, this is not that kind of church. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed. I'm a, joking. About I that have way. noticed that there are a lot of Cub fans here. Yeah. Which makes sense because we're only a few hours away from uh, it. We're actually closer to Cincinnati. I'm a Reds fan. So you're two hours from Cincinnati. You're three and a half, four hours from Chicago. But that's a lot. I mean, if we're picking story. off distance, you know. Yeah. I'm a Braves fan, so I can't, I can't relate to any of it. But anyway, that's baseball for you. At least one of your teams won a championship this Goodness year. Goodness gracious. <laughs> the state of Georgia is pretty happy this year. Yeah. Right? Except for the Falcons aren't doing anything. But anyway, got uh, the all right. So let's go back to the message, right? Okay. So you, uh, so we talked about all the different things. I loved, I love the advocate, somebody who, um, you know, you, you mentioned the courtroom and somebody speaks on somebody's behalf. You know, we Googled it, right? <laughs> somebody who publicly uh, so, supports something or somebody, a purpose, right? Um, I loved that. I want to talk about that one actually, because that one, that one stuck out to me the most because I feel like especially through these last couple of years and because of the way our nation is, I mean, it's so divided. Like you could have just a different opinion than somebody and all of a sudden they don't have anything to do with you. They don't, they don't like anything about you and you have one opinion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like knowing that the Holy Spirit is our advocate. He's, he supports and publicly supports and defends us and who we are and who God's called us. But that was a big deal. Talk about why that one was one you picked out of the list. I thought that was a good one. Well, though the word, uh, another word used for the Holy Spirit in the New Testament is paraclete. Mm-hmm. And depending on the translation that you read, it's translated comforter, counselor, 
advocate different ways. Right. So advocate is one of the names of the Holy Spirit. And so when I, when I thought of advocate, I thought, well, a court advocate speaks up on behalf of another. But uh, then, you know, I use the illustration in the message about IU and Purdue basketball. Yeah. And how IU beat Purdue for the first time in like six years. Right. But it was a senior named Rob Finnessy who was the hero of the game. And after the game, the coach talked about how he had to build him up uh, as a coach and say, hey, the coach is for you. I believe in you. You're a leader. Be the leader. You know, because he had been beaten down by the previous coach wow. and things like that. He's like, if he knows, he's like, he. my job is to keep him from looking at the past and help him to look at the future and believe that I'm here to help him. And I thought, that's the illustration for advocate I'm going to use. It. Because, again, if we see the Holy Spirit as somebody who's for me, yeah. somebody who wants to help me, and, oh, by the way, he's going to help you forget the past and move toward the future. I think that's powerful. Yes. Uh, even, even when the Holy Spirit is our convictor, because that's one of his roles too. Mm-hmm. Jesus said he will convict the world of sin. Yeah. Even when he convicts us, he's trying to help us. He's yeah. trying to advocate for us. He convicts us because he's for us. Right. He doesn't convict us because he's down on us right. or trying to condemn us. But that gives, that gives an even better uh, picture of what conviction is all about right. and why when I uh, walk with the Holy Spirit and the closer I get to the Holy Spirit, the more he's going to convict me about what I watch right. and what I listen to and who I'm hanging out with. Yep. And it, because he's wanting us to get better. Right. He's wanting us to get closer to the Lord. He wants us to have victory over sin. So we feel that still small voice like, mm, mm-hmm. hey, don't do that. It's good. You know, or what, you know, or repent quickly. Right. And, and that's, again, that's his role. Right. But he, it's because he advocates for us. Yes. It's because he's for us. He right. wants us to grow as sons and daughters good. of God. He wants us to have complete victory over sin, right. bad habits or whatever, instead of just accepting, right. well, I'm always going to do that. No, Holy Spirit says you can be better. You right. are better. And that's, that's good. That's his role. That's good because he wouldn't love us if he let us stay where we, were, where we could be better. Think about it. What parent wouldn't do the same? That's what I'm saying. And so I, I've heard in the past that especially in the role of advocate that uh you know you got the father in the trinity you've got Mm -hmm. the son in the trinity where where's the female you know or the female essence of of god a lot of people point to the holy spirit especially in the role of advocate comforter you know who believes in you more than anybody else your mom does absolutely you know there's a reason why when those nfl players get the camera on them like hey mom that's right have you ever heard any of them say hey dad right you know they just they don't that's right why because mom's there man mom's their champion mom's been believing you're my boy you know and so anyway it's a great picture of of the advocacy of the holy spirit wow that was good i think we'll leave it at that one that's a great picture there happy mother's day Four months from That's now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All you moms out there. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Um, so let's end it uh, with this. I, two minutes. What's the challenge? What's the deeper challenge for them moving forward in their relationship with the Holy Spirit? What would you say? The challenge is to, on purpose, make a decision every day uh, with to to make a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, at the end of the message, I led everybody through a simple prayer. Yeah you know, of what that could look like all week long during 21 days, this last week of 21 days of prayer, we're praying that prayer together. And it's as simple as Holy Spirit, fill me. Mm -hmm. I want to know you more. 
I want all of your love. I want all of your gifts. I want all of your power. Show me what it means to live a spirit-filled life. Simple and as simple as that. Super good. You know, and the more I do that, the deeper it's going to be. That's right. It's good. Pastor Wayne, thank you so much. Thank you, Graham. Glad to have you back. Glad to have you in the saddle. Yeah, me too. At the seat. Also, for those of you guys who need to know, we twinned today. We're wearing the same Grace Students custom-made hoodie. Yes. And we didn't even text each other to ask what they were wearing. We did not. We, we need a video cam for this podcast so everybody can so see everybody us. everybody can 20. see it. Yeah. That might be coming soon. Stay tuned. Yeah. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we really do appreciate you. If you would, make sure you like share and subscribe to the podcast that just helps other people find the content and especially if you find it good go ahead and do that but guys thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week on the deeper grace podcast